Hi guys, this is Ian and this is Friday Night Fright, your fright on a Friday night. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had time this week to do the Paranormal Activity free commentary. Um, so that's a shame. That's going to be delayed to next week, I'm afraid. Um, I could apologise strenuously for it. Um, I could make excuses, but I just haven't had time really. And that might sound a bit like an excuse, but... It's the honest truth. Um, this week I have been on annual leave from work, but I've been doing shifts at work, and other things have unfortunately demanded my attention more. I'm sure some of you are wondering, well, Ian, you just do commentaries on movies. Surely you can do a commentary on short notice. Yes and no. Technically, I could do a commentary on short notice, um, and it would probably be okay. But when it comes Friday Night Friday, I feel like if I don't think it's particularly good, then I can't see you guys particularly getting into it either. And the problem inherent there is that I won't uphold, at least from my standpoint, the feeling that it's a competent podcast each week. M- not necessarily true all the time. Some weeks are better than others. But going in knowing it wasn't particularly inspiring... I mean, it's essentially boils down to if I don't feel like I've got anything to say, it's not going to be a very good episode. So I feel like Paranormal Activity being delayed a week is a good idea. Um, so it's been delayed a week. But have no fear, in its place, we're going to do something a little different. First one, I believe, of season two. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me on the various social media pages. But yep, so we are going to be doing tonight. The first Let's Make Up a Movie of season of Friday Night Fright Season 2. And that's coming up in just a few tits of a lamb's tail. The lamb's tail's tick. Whatever. I'll be back in a second. So, I'm sure you're wondering... Well, Ian, what pop movie could you possibly make up No, make up for us not having the ability to listen to you talk about how much you don't like paranormal activity? That's a very good question, which I can't serve enough question. How much do you guys love Friday 13th? The answer should, of course, be a lot because it's an amazing franchise. But if you do love Friday 13th, well, you're in luck because tonight's Let's Make a Movie is a sequel to Friday Night... Friday... The 13th, Friday night, 13th, no, Friday 13th movies. It will take place after the last one and Jason S, bizarrely. Because why not? If you're going to go big, go big. So this movie is Friday 13th, um, part 11. Friday night, 13th, part 11. Jason goes to Hollywood. That's the type of movie. And it starts as all great movies and Friday franchise do at Camp Crystal Lake. We get a young woman, a young counsellor running for her life. Jason's after her. It's all bad. It's all manic. Her name is Penelope. She's a staunch British Anglophile. She doesn't want Jason to murder her. We know that. That's characterization. She wants to stay safe. So she's hiding in the outhouse for some reason. So Penelope's in the outhouse, but Jason's nearby. Oh, she can hear him. She can sense him. She's hiding in, in, in a cubicle. But Jason's coming after her. She can hear him outside. The music. Oh, no, what's Penelope going to do? 
She hides, then she remembers that she's got something in the hand. What's she got in the hand? A switchblade. Where'd she get that from? Penelope doesn't know, but she's happy she has it. Penelope thinks that if she has switchblade, she can take down Jason. Jason's come near her. She can hear him creep, creeping, creep cropping, whatever, through the door. Jason's coming to the cubicle door. He opens one cubicle. There's no one there. He opens another cubicle. There's no one there. Penelope's starting to get panicked now. He opens a final cubicle. And there's Penelope. And she stabs Jason in the Achilles tendon somehow. She manages to sneak past him. She slashes it. Jason remarks her. Because Jason is just my version of Jason. He's very stupid. Jason looks at her and just goes. Penelope pulls out, rips out the um, switchblade and she jams it in Jason's heart and Jason looks at her and goes and Penelope looks and is like, I don't don't understand what you're saying. Jason's like and then Jason swings his backhand and Penelope somehow flies across the room through the window and lands outside by a tree but she's not hurt. Penelope is extremely confused. She sees Jason leaving the outhouse, the knife still embedding his heart, trying to rip it out, going, Brawr! 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 And she's like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. Jason's like, Brawr! And she's like, Penelope looks off screen and just says, can we, can we cut? And then we reveal, we're on the movie set for Friday 13th, part 11. Jason goes Hollywood. Jason, the act playing Jason, um, uh, uh, not the one plays him in all the cool movies. This this is a man named Tim from Leicestershire. Tim goes, my dear, you jolly did hurt me with that knife. She, so Penel- the actress playing Penelope, who's actually an actress named Penelope Ashcroft, says, oh, Tim, I did not mean hurt you. And Tim's like, I know you didn't, my dear, but the knife, it penetrated the skin. She's like, but it's a fake knife. And it's sort of like, ha-ha, but is it? And it turns out it's not a fake knife, it's a real knife. They look at the crew, director, a man named Winston Alamonte, is furious. He, he shouts at his grips and goes, how dare you almost stab Tim Wheeler for the 15th of Earl of... Arts Bridge. This man is doing us a favour being in such a movie. So he demands to know who did it. And one the, and this ugly looking grip by name of Ronald is like, no, oh, I didn't mean to. It just happened. And uh, so they all have meeting and they decide that Ronald is going to be thrown out of the movie. And Ronald's like, no, it's my dream. I have to work on the movie. They're like, why? He's like, I love Jason. I'm a fan. I'm for the early ones. But they tell Ronald that they can't let someone in, they can't let someone movie who's trying inadvertently as that may be to murder Tim Willingford Ashcroft 16th the 3rd. Hair to the Earl of Oxford. <laughs> so, for some reason, this movie's shooting in um, Bishop's Abbey. Um, uh, despite being called Jason Goes Hollywood. So, they're going to shut down production because they're worried Tim will sue them. Tim tries to show them he won't, and they're like, Well, it, it's Hollywood, baby. Everyone sues everyone. So, production's been shut down, and Penelope and Tim are out to lunch the next day. 
um, wondering what they're going to do with their schedules. Turns out they're having an affair. Tim's wife, the um, countess, um, countess contessa, doesn't know. So she's so she's. They try and play it coy, but they really love each other. You know, it's one of those um class, um marriages of marriage of convenience, and um, uh, Tim's obviously, um, by marrying Countess Contessa, he's in he's technically he's in line to British throne at some point. Again, it's been shot in Bishop's Abbey because apparently um, they did research and they thought this was the most Camp Crystal Lake like place left after all the changes in America. Also got a tax break. So we get some backstory and we find out that writer of this movie, a man by the name of uh, Johan Cochran, Joanne Cochran, who is a famous novelist who is hired to write this movie. But he doesn't want to. He he's a purist, you know, he feels like Friday 13th has jumped shark, but the money's too good. So he has to do it. So Johan has been coerced in making this movie and he doesn't want to make because money's too good. And they also said that um, uh, he can possibly direct any movie he wants, but he has to make this one first, write this one first. So he's reluctantly agreed. Um, and it's 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 not going bad to the wrong word, but we're in first act, so it's going okay. But they're starting to notice more and more strange things because... I start noticing that Ronald is maybe not the only one on set. I mean, Joanne's a purist, Ron, but he's not slavish to form. Ronald seems entirely slavish to form. No, Ronald finds Johan's address and tells him that he needs to write a better script, true to the essence of Jason. You know, Joanne points out Jason's not real, and Ronald says, "Well, maybe he is." It's, I said Ronald's been played by Timothy Spall for no reason whatsoever. Maybe, maybe he is. So, oh fuck, sake, you moron! Oh, you wanker! That's what um Joe. That's what um they Johan says to Ronald. He calls him a wanker. For daring to act like he knows how to write a script. Joanne, of course, wrote the seminal novel of the 21st century. Uh, I'm a, I'm not a machine. I'm a, not a hobbit. I'm a tactician of truth. It's a really weird manifesto for the modern age. But anyway, he, he's obviously thinks that he should be one taking control of this project. He doesn't really want to listen to Ronald. I mean, who's Ronald? So then Ronald tries to stab Johan, not realising that Johan is a master of martial arts. Johan beats Ronald up, breaks both his arms, and calls police. Ronald is arrested because he's that man trying to murder Tim Willingford, Ashcroft, Countess Contessa, the fourth herring line to the Earl of Oxford. So as Ronald's dragged away, he tells them that it's not over, Jason's coming back. So, this movie's on hold, and Ronald's dragged off to the police station, and when he gets there, uh, Officer Savini, played by Tom Savini, tells him that he doesn't respect Ronald's work, and Ronald doesn't respect work of classics of the genre, because F1 movie is fucking movie expert. So, so they're having go at Ronald, and saying that 
he needs to learn some respect. And as they're having Gert Ronald, Ronald takes off his shirt and reveals a fucking bunch of weird symbols from every major voodoo-based religion and concept witchcraft. He's got a satanic pentagram in his chest. And Ronald cuts open with his fingernails. And as he cuts open with his fingernails, blinding light comes from the below. Blinding light comes from the ground below. And then nothing happens. So Officer Savini thinks it's just a trick of some kind. So he backhands Ronald, breaks his nose. Ronald somehow managed to use his arms despite both his arms being broken. Which they find strange, but they think we'll press this later. We'll discuss this later. It'll, it'll come up later is what I'm saying. So Ronald... So essentially Ronald is putting solitary confinement in this general jail cell. And as he's putting solitary confinement in this general jail cell, um, Ronald is here privy when he passes out finally to a vision. And that vision is simply him standing in the depths of the underworld um, with sat in a chair in a straitjacket next to a man named Fred and a man named Jason. Fred starts talking about how he um there were three of him at one point. Yeah, it got a bit weird, but it's just one of him now, so you can ignore that last um, and not last night in any street movie. Wrong that's no idea what he's talking about. And next him's Jason. And Jason sat wearing a suit and tie drinking tea. And Freddie points out that Jason's been at the strange recently. They say that they both have to have a word with Ronald. And what they have to say is that Ronald needs to stop trying to bring Jason back. Jason's happy. As we see Jason tip his, tip his bowler hat to Ronald. As if say, I'm okay, I'm happy now. Ronald says Jason has to come back. They're making a movie about him. And it's not a very good movie. Freddie says him, Jason, been first before. They make movies. They'll make them one every couple of years. They'll just do it. That's how they do it. But Ronald says, and it's different this time. When they, when Frey asks how, Ronald says it's going to be a found footage movie. At this point, Jason stands up, rips the bowler hat and suit off, revealing his classic look, and then breaks and then punches Freddie so hard that Freddie cru- is crushed in little bits. Jason grabs Ronald, starts squeezing life out of him. And in present day, we see Ronald in his jail cell, the life being sucked out of him. And in a fluid camera shot, we see Ronald become Jason. And when police, when Officer Zavini goes to investigate jail cell and sees that um, uh, Ronald has become a giant man in a boiler suit with a hockey mask he finds something suspicious about all of this so he starts he says where's Jason where's top where's um Ronald and Jason Furious says Jason Furious doesn't say anything he just grabs Tom Officer Savini um he's not Tom Savini but looks very similar to Tom Savini and grabs him by back head and pulls out rips off his head and pulls out a skeleton. And then Jason takes the skeleton, rips out a bone, looks at the ground, mutters something we can't hear, 
and then bone turns into a machete. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Then Jason looks at the, seemingly looks at the camera, looks straight at the viewer, and then almost gives a cheeky wink. So bizarre. It doesn't make any sense, but Jason seems to give a cheeky wink to the audience. And Jason gives cheeky wink to the audience. It goes into a sort of freeze frame Jason, and then titles come up. Friday 13th, part 11, Jason goes to Hollywood. So then we cut to the movie's about to be put back in production. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm playing game at the same time. Movie's going to be put back in production because they find, think that enough time's passed. And also, Ronald's dead, so they think they can spin it, you know, as promotion for the movie. Ronald's pet mother, a uh, woman, uh, a dowager named Brig- Brigadine, She's not happy. She tells the studio that they owe her son reparations. They tell him that they don't owe her son shit. He tried to murder the main actor. She says that they have no idea what they're in for. Um, that, Ronald, that Jason would come after them if they don't show Ronald proper respect. So they kick her off the lot. Um, and as they kick her off the lot, she vows to them that she's going to get revenge. Um but then not much happens. So they're going to do some rewrites because they're, they think the scene where um, Penelope actually stabbed Tim maybe is a bit dangerous and they don't want Tim to die. So the rewrites are going on and we get a scene set in the room with the director, Willingford, um, Penelope and Tom and Johan. Johan is seems a hero for beating Ronald up. And also there's some suspicion that Ronald might have died from his injuries that Johan caused. Johan maintains that he's in cause any injuries that with killed Ronald is very careful only break his arms. And as he says this, the right moving room turns tense because obviously they are all a bit on edge, you know, as they do. So then Johan suggests that maybe they should add a love relationship between Jason and Penelope. This is met rather enthusiastically by Tim, who realises that if he's making out with Penelope on the screen, they can actually make out. The studio and all the critics will think that they're just acting, but they'll actually be making out. And we even suggest they throw in set scenes of some kind. Penelope doesn't want to do that because she has a no nudity clause. And Tim's like, well, you wouldn't have to be nude. Willingford shuts this down, but Joanne insists that the movie needs it because Jason doesn't have an arc otherwise. Willem points out Jason doesn't need an arc, he's a villain. And Willem points and Joanne points out rather accurately, he's a villain. What the fuck are we doing? There's no there's no one root for in this movie. Penelope's a wet a wet slate and then points out I'm talking about the actress Penelope. The character of Penelope, not the actress. Penelope says that she she's offended either way. So Joanne tells her that she he should be lucky. She should be lucky. She's even in move at all because clearly Jason's a fucking star, not her. So that's all going on. So for what Act One's basically done at this point. Um, this he does not have a linear structure in terms of character arts or anything like that because it's Friday Night movie. So. Act 2 is shooting the movie, and while they're shooting the movie, they keep finding weird and weirder murders going on, as Jason is killing his way 
um, across to Hollywood. Movie switched back to Hollywood now, or New Jersey rather. It's jumped countries because um, they got a tax break in New Jersey. So the movie switched to New Jersey. Lovely place, New Jersey, by the way. No, I'm not doing this to be sarcastic. I just think it's a cool place for a movie. I like Kevin Smith, um, uh, what do you call that? Movies, so. And so they're in New Jersey, a shooting movie in New Jersey, posing for work. And Jason's killing his way across to New Jersey, by the way. He's, um, he's slowly killing his way, including seeing where he walks across the entire ocean, murdering fish and sharks and shit, to get to theme set. And while he's getting to theme set, we get lots of scenes of how movies made, which are very dull, very matter-of-fact. You know, nothing right home about. But, um... So yeah, that it's quite it's quite a weird movie because lots of this movie are pretty much just um Aaron Sorkin style walk and talk more than anything is. So Jason's murdering's way along, and then but he's being hit by the the wifey dowager. She's giving him some support, um a long way, you know, letting him know where to go, what paths to take, what restaurants hit. It's lovely scene where Jason's in Covent Garden. Um, having a cup of tea, and he's harassed by a bunch of locals who tell him get out of the country because he's not one. He's not from this place, so Jason murders all of them, and then um, the politicians nearby try and get him to join the um, uh, Leave Brexit campaign, and Jason refuses, murders them. It's one lovely scene where the Dodger, who's managed to control Jason somehow using Ronald's essence or his soul. Actually, no, not his soul. He, the um, blade that Jason made, machete he made from Ronald's uh, skeleton, um, Dowager does a spell on it so that she's able to um, control Jason and she sends him to the House of Parliament during one of the, um, their meetings and these fat, windy old windbags are having this meeting about Brexit and about what they're doing, whether to stay or not. And Jason just appears and murders all of them. It's like a five-minute long scene. It's like a scene from um, Kingsman, but it's like five minutes long, and it's shot from a distance, so there's just blood everywhere. You can't make out really what's going on, but Jason murders a lot of people. So then finally she says after that, you know, she's going to send him up to New Jersey to shut down this movie once and for all. And Jason's starting to feel conflicted because he's starting to realise that Maybe a mo- maybe an accurate movie about his life could do him some good, you know? He's got a lot of unresolved issues, and also he doesn't like being controlled by someone who looks almost exactly like Pamela Voorhees. So Jason's starting to have second thoughts, but she's really controlling him. And then Jason realises maybe, maybe turning one of the bones from Ronald into a machete using an old spill wasn't such a good idea, because he's kind of fucked now. So Jason's really pissed off, which we find out because... We discover that he's still taken. He's still he's perfectly connected to Lucifer somehow. Lucifer, who's wearing a suit, is talking to Jason and telling him that, you know, they made a lot of progress in therapy, and this is all being undermined by Jason's desire to be the lead and main actor or character in a Hollywood movie. You know, Lucifer tries explaining Jason that. Jason could be a man who wears a top hat and shirt and tie and suit and goes to work at Wall Street every day. If Jason wants, Jason would do anything. But J- no, Jason just wants to murder people. J- 
Jason goes to speak and Lucifer says, oh, finally, breakthrough. Come on, Jason, give me something, give me something. But then Jason clams up because he's just a shy little boy. Lucifer says, until Jason can say something, he's always going to be the boy. He's always going to be the boy who cried. And Jason cries a little there, realising Lucifer's right. Anyway, Jason's backing, Jason's marching his way Hollywood. But as he's marching his way Hollywood, um, movies still going on. The rewrites are still being debated. Um, Tim and Penelope's relationship is starting to attract the attention of the Countess, Countess Contessa. She knows that something's going on but can't prove it. She points out to her husband that she has connections and if he fucks with her, she's going to kill him. He says, no, it's fine. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not having an unfair honest. So we've got that shit going on and we got fucking Jason Marching's way to Hollywood and Jason Marching's way Hollywood we find out that that weekend coincidentally the weekend of that of the moment where Jason gets to America is the San Diego Comic Convention so we're we're in Act 3 we're in heavily into Act 2 now so Jason the con fucking dowager sends him to comic con and says jason that he's got to infiltrate comic con he's got to send a message to the movie if he murders them at comic con there won't be a movie ronald will be avenged and jason would be a pop culture icon jason is really having doubts now he doesn't want to murder a bunch of people at comic con i mean Jason lo- Jason loves Kevin Smith movies. Jason loves chasing Amy and finds out Kevin Smith's going to be there. And all Jason wants to do is meet Kevin Smith. Jason is chasing Amy? Forget about it. It's Jason's favourite movie. He fucking loves it. He loves that shit. He really relates to all characters in chasing Amy. So Jason does not want to mur- possibly murder Kevin Smith. I mean, why would he want to? Kevin Smith's such a nice guy. So Jason is um, at Comic-Con. And he's trying to fight off the dowager's um, spare, but she's so persuasive. I mean, she knows the right words to say. She starts, and then Jason realises that this is destructive. This is just what happened with his mother. And his mother's relationship with his mother will never be repaired after what happened to them. So he's marching Kong Kong, and Jason walks in, and everyone sees him. And they go apeshit, like, that's a really good costume. It's a really good blending of all costumes to date. My God, man, you've put a lot of effort into it. And Jason starts feeling for the first time in his life accepted by these Comic-Con people. They accept him. He's, they're one, he's one of their own. And Dowager's like, no, no, Murder F1. Go to, go Hall H. Murder F1 involved in Fright Phone's movie because it's having its premiere. Not its premiere. No, they're going to show some footage. Despite the fact that everyone just starts shooting a movie. So Jason's going to get involved in that. But he's walking through Comic Con and he runs in Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith is like, wow, that's a really, that's a really good costume, mate. You know, he says it in Kevin Smith's own voice. But he's really pretty. And Jason, he, he's so overawed. He's like, he looks at Kevin Smith and first words that Jason says are, Ben Affleck was the bombing phantoms. And biggest smile appears on Kevin Smith's face. And Kevin Smith goes, yes, yes, he was. Tell me. What do you think about this new Friday Phones movie? And Jason clams up. He, he, 
he can't say anything. He, he just, all he knows is Ben Affleck's the bombing phantoms. But more than that, he, he it's too much. But Kevin Smith goes, your silence says, oh, you know, I wanted to make that movie. They wouldn't let me. They said my ideas were too radical. I said, nonsense. You can never be too radical. These franchises must be protected, but also must endure. And you trust me. I make Red State. I make Dogma. I make Morats. And Jason goes, you make Chasing Amy. And Kevin Smith's like, you fucking goddamn right I make Chasing Amy. I make Chasing fucking Amy, man. You know, I'm 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 a rock star in Hollywood. I'm a bonafide badass motherfucker. And Jason's like, yes. And Kevin Smith's like, it's nice to see someone who appreciates the quality movies I made back in the nineties. You know, I had good run. And Jason's like, yeah, you did. And Jason's torn freely at this point. And Kevin Smith goes, you know what? He looks at Jason. And he looks. I say we fucking sabotage the Friday Face panel. And Jason's like, what? It's like, I say fucking sabotage it. You look like a big guy. You could do some damage. You show up. You show up with a... That that machete is so real. It looks so real. You show up with that. Oh, man, you'll disrupt all attention from that panel. You show up. Oh, man, you know. And you show up and you distract them. And I'll make the announcement. I'll announce that I'm making... An unofficial Friday Bones movie. And Jason's like, oh, Kevin, such a good idea. And Kevin Smith's like, I know it's a good idea. It's a great fucking idea. We should just make a Friday Bones movie. We'll make it so good to have to buy rights from us. And then we'll say, yeah, you buy rights, you give us great fucking control of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? So Jason and Kevin Smith... <laughs> so Jason and Kevin Smith are going up to... We're almost finished with that too, by the way. Jason Kevin Smith hide out in Hall H. You know, Kevin Smith wearing a pair of glasses and a um, Jason mask. And Jason wearing um, uh, Jason mask. But he's painted little happy smiley face on the front. So that's that in Hall H. And occasionally people look at Jason's like, man, that's a fucking great costume, mate. It combines all eras. And Kevin Smith's like, I know it does. It's so fucking awesome, man. Like, it's so awesome. New movie bath, some of that shit. Kevin Smith's like, it's not going to. And they're like, wait a second, you're Kevin Smith. He's like, I am. They're like, well, fuck you all age for a throw phone panel. He's like, we're going to fucking sabotage it. And his fan, his fan looks just like Justin Long. So like, holy shit, you're going to sabotage? He's like, we're going to sabotage it. He's like, my God, sabotage? They're like, fucking sabotage. Beastie boys, that shit. So they're sat there. And as they're watching the um, footage from the movie, Jack, Kevin Smith goes, you know, I hate found footage. Fucking bullshit. You know, fucking camera does have move, but fucking not found footage, mate. Even Clerks, my first move, first movie, Clerks, we made that found footage. We made a fucking movie. It don't look brilliant, but we made a fucking movie. We didn't do none of this bullshit. Cinema realism, cinema sucks and balls, you know what I'm saying? And Jason just nods. And so as they're watching this footage, Kevin Smith notices in the fucking footage that Jason Mewes is playing one of major roles and it's all like holy shit so he calls up Jason Mewes he's like dude are you in for anything and he's like I am he's like holy shit who are you playing he's like I'm playing fucking Norman Normison he's like who's that he's like he's a motherfucker who takes Jason down so like takes Jason down Jason Mewes like, I'll fuck him up Kevin I'll fuck him up 
this stuff. And then I get for the woman. You get fucking women. I get fucking women. So it's a big budget movie. And Jason Mewes, I know. It's a huge budget movie. It's so big. You're in the movie? I am. And you fuck Jason? I'll fuck him up. And you take the woman? I fucking have the woman. It's great. And Kevin Smith's like, Look, Jason goes, Jason, I'm having second thoughts. Jason's like, sucker blur. And he's like, I can't do it. My boy's in the movie. You know, my boy. And Jason's like, Kevin, we have a fucking deal. And Kevin's like, I know our deal, but my boy, I want no part of this. So Kevin Smith um, uh, walks out full H. He walks out full H and Jason's left on his own. Jason's like, the fuck do I do now? What do I do? What do I do? He's looking around, just long guys like, I didn't think Jason talked, man. And he's like, shut the fuck up, mate. Jason's really angry now. So he goes into his mind as a conversation with Lucifer. And he's like, Lucifer, what do I do? And Lucifer's like, Jason, you have to... You have to let Wade know who you really are. You're not an animal, Jason. You're a good man. You know, you just had some bad things happen to you. And Jason's like, okay, I understand. And so Jason walks up to the top of the stage as the actors and all of them on stage. And they're like, who the fuck are you, says Tim. And Jason backhands him and Tim goes flying off stage. And you're just losing their minds. They're like, holy shit, who is this beast? And Jason looks at them and he takes the mask off and says, Look at me! Look at my face! And they're like, what? And he's like, I am Jason of myth and wonder and this movie is bullshit. And they're like, what? Is this PR? And Jason's like, no, this isn't PR. This should not be a movie. I did not agree to this. I am Jason Voorhees. And they're like, dude, you don't... Look like Jason Voorhees. Who are you? So like, I'm Jason Voorhees. I'm I'm fucking Jason. I'm Jason. I can speak. They're like a shout from back goes, Jason, don't speak, man. It's bullshit. It's a retcon. Jason's like, why don't you shut the fuck up? So Jason says to them, look, all I ask is if you make a movie about me, do it with a bit of respect. I blazed the pathway for these fucking slasher characters. I set foundations of slasher genre and I man build respect. And they're like, what? They're confused. They're so confused. So Sean Cunningham is running away from F1 at this point. F1's asking him, Sean, what the fuck? You based him off a real person? Sean's like, no idea. What is this bullshit? You know, it's not a real person. This, this isn't really Jason. So Jason pushes Cunningham over and goes, I can't kill you because that'd be a paradox. But, you know, don't, don't. Don't talk to me anymore. And as this is going on, studio executives at Blumhouse are like, oh shit, we should fucking monetize this shit. We should get this guy, we should get a movie deal for this guy. You know, like, we're making Friday Phones movies. He's like, yeah, but we'll make real movie of Jason Voorhees. Jason's in Hollywood. And at this point, a dowager and Countess Contessa appear and they go, our plan failed. And they go, and... Contessa goes off and failed, and Dowdy goes, did it? Did it really? We're going to bring Ronald back. You know, like, and Contessa's like, what? She's like, I'm going to bring my boy back. And Contessa's like, that doesn't really make any sense. Why, why are you bringing him back? What importance does that make? And she goes, you think this plan is merely Friday 13th? <laughs> Jason, 
no, this plan's been a millennia in making. And Contessa's like, what the fuck? And Dad just breaks the neck with one hit because we're going to wrap up that storyline with the Dowger and fucking... Um, with Contessa and all that shit. That ends. That's fucking over. In fact, Penelope and... Um, Penelope and fucking Tim and, and Wellington, they're not even in this fucking movie anymore. Just ignore them. They don't matter. It's fucking... This movie about Jason going Hollywood now. So Jason's on all the talk shows at freestyle, and Jason start lose sight of what he is, which is a serial killer, because he's going on all chat shows and he's giving PR speeches. Goes on Jimmy Fallon. Jim Fallon rubs Jason's hair, so Jason breaks his wrist. But then it goes viral the next day, so they make a thin bit, a run gag of it. He goes on Jimmy Kimmel, and he's um. Ben Affleck's being replaced. Jason's Jimmy Kimmel's enemy now. Ben Affleck feels sad because he lost Batman and he lost that. So Jason says to Ben Affleck, you bombing phantoms in a tight. Kevin Smith is upset because now the Fright Bones movie, despite being finished and ready for release, despite that they're rewriting chunks of it and have finished making movie, it's been ready. It's been ready for release. Um, so now that movie's been cancelled, um, effective immediately. So as that movie's been cancelled, they fucking, Jason Mewes doesn't have to be plugged movie anymore. Kevin Smith is furious. Jason's on all chat shows, and Blumhouse is going to make a Jason movie about Jason starring Jason. And Jason's nervous, you know, but they say it's going to be okay. Meanwhile... Lucifer in his home is confronted by Dowager. She says that all of this is happening as planned and she wants Ronald to come back. Lucifer says, No, no, that's not part of the deal. Look, I you need it I need it, Jason on Earth. So we used your boy. And Dowager's like, No, that wasn't wasn't what we agreed. And Lucifer's like, This plans has been in mind for generations, hasn't it? Long thing you can imagine. As we see Freddy appear from nowhere and going, yes, it's plan. And Cap, the um, dadger asks, well, what is the plan? And Lucifer starts talking about how he was the favourite son of God. And go, we'll live together on the planet, but that planet's long gone now. You know, that planet was called um, Old Old Aylesbury. My Old Aylesbury... Uh, Twin City with old Aberystwyth. It was like on fucking outskirts of reality. That planet's gone. God destroyed it because of what Lucifer did. So Lucifer wants to bring it back. And to bring it back, he needs to resurrect Jason, which he's done. And him and Freddy have a plan. They're going to declare war on the angels. And that's like... And... um. Dad's just like, what the fuck is going on? They're like, we, we gotta stop the angels, we gotta stop them, we gotta kill all of them, and we gotta find God. And they're like, well, who's God? And um, uh, Lucifer's like, well, you'll find out in the sequel. And Dad's just like, what? And then Lucifer burns her line and sort of like, sorry, you won't be in the sequel. Ha, fuck you. And then Lucifer and Freddy share a laugh and go, I wonder what Jason's going to get up to next. So Jason's going on all these chat shows and he's getting really sad. Um, and the plan's starting to fall apart because they need Jason to empower 
because he's got to murder a certain number of people on Earth. Um, he's got to keep the teenage population at bay because if a certain number of teenagers die and then angels are going to get involved, that's part of prophecy. Mm. So Lucifer and um, Freddy realise that what's stopping Jason is what happened to Ronald. So they resurrect Ronald and they turn Ronald into a a seven-foot monster, you know, with claws. And they say that Ronald has become what Jason feared as a child, which is Wolverine, which is a seven-foot version of Wolverine from X-Men. So Ronald suddenly looks just like Hugh Jackman from X-Men, um, the young one from Logan. And he fucking comes, and him Jason just have a fight on set of um, Conan O'Brien. Conan's like, fucking Jesus Christ. Joyce dug out way, gets stabbed. Conan O'Brien is screaming. Um, Jason is having this massive fight with um, this fucking Wolverine-looking motherfucker. Um, it's a brutal fight. Um, it looks like it'll never. It looks like it's never going to end. Um, it just drags on and on and on. Um, Kevin Smith, meanwhile, shows up Jason Muse, and they're going to put stop Jason once and for all. And how are they going to do it by announcing that they're making more rats too? They're going to one-up him, Conan Bryan. But when get Conan Bryan, they still with this shit going on. Kevin Smith's like, oh, fuck this shit. And him and Jason Mewes run off. They, um, and say they'll promote more rats too on Twitter. So Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes have run off. and um, Rightly so. And as they run off, Jason's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see more rats too. But then he's attacked again by Ronald and they're having a huge fight. It's really gratuitous, blood everywhere. Conan O'Brien screaming at his producers to cut and they're like, are you kidding, Conan? It's the highest rest show in years. Fucking bl- people love a bit of blood. They love some blood on the chat show. They say, we'll go viral. We might beat Jimmy Fallon this week. And Conan's like, we're fucking, we beat Mengway. And they're like, no, we just tell you, like, we just lied to you, make you feel better. You lose all the time, Jimmy Fallon, Conan. So Jason is fighting Ronald live on TV. Um, and finally, Ronald looks like he's going to win. And Jason remembers his party trick. Um, and his party trick is he punches Ronald right in dick. Ronald screams in pain. So Jason just keeps punching him in dick over and over again. As they realise that Ronald's regenerating breath thing, but he can't regenerate if being punched in the dick 50,000 times. So Ronald's literally punching Dick until he dies. And his last words as he dies are, we're both pawns. And then the image freezes and we see the Archangel Michael come down from heaven. His image restores, appears on the screen and says, Jason, you calls Jason a cunt for some reason. (laughs) And then Michael fucking grabs his sword, rams it through Jason's gut and goes, you're coming for me, motherfucker. And the Archangel Michael pulls Jason up to heaven. And then we cut to our final scenes in heaven where Archangel Michael goes, this boy has caused us too much trouble. And off screen, we hear the voice of God. God goes... Yes, but he can be saved. The coming darkness requires us to have a warrior of evil. And then we cut and show God. And God is fucking... Jesus Christ, who's God? 
Um, who would God be? That's a good fucking question. God is fucking... God's fucking Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's like... I, I, he just says that he pretended to be an actor who everyone hated, you know. He pretended to do it. But he decided that now he needs to step into the game. Ben Affleck needs to lead the war against Satan. There's something worse than Lucifer is coming. And then we cut to the end credits. Jason in a room in heaven wearing a top hat. Reunited with his mother. Happier than we've ever seen him. But last thing we hear is the voice in his head going. Jason. Don't believe their lies. And find out that he's next door to fucking Tommy Jarvis. Tommy's like Jason. We need to break out. But Jason won't listen to him. Jason can't. And then we cut to the end credits. And then we cut to a post credit scene. Where Lucifer and Freddy are having a meeting. And they say. Freddy says. Lucifer. The angels have Jason. Lucifer's like. For fuck's sake. Okay. Freddy. We need an army. Who have you got? And Freddy's like. I got. Some people. I got someone who raises a lot of heck. I got someone who will be your friend to the end. And I got a man with a face of a ghost. And Lucifer smiles and goes, Then let the slasher war begin. And then we cut black. And that's the end Friday Friday, part 11. So yeah, that was definitely 42 minutes. Um, so, and also teach of things come. The next um, makeup story would probably be Slasher War, which is going to be a massive multi-level crossover event with all your favourite Slasher characters. And, yep, yeah, uh, next week, definitely be Paranormal Activity Part 3. I assure you I will make time for it. I apologise if anyone's disappointed it's not this week. Hopefully this incredibly bizarre um, fucking ramble story... Um, it's been a decent replacement. Well, I'm Ian Austin, and as always, remember, life is beautiful. And I'll see you next week. Toodles.